Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Thank you very much for joining me for another episode. If you don't like that on today's podcast, I'm going to talk about another absolutely reckless, just ridiculous tweet by LeBron James. We're going to give some midterm grades for the Sacramento Kings. We have our crowd ultra Q&A and, of course, Grant's rant. Let me tell you that today's podcast is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. For all of your plumbing needs and repairs, you can put your faith in New Works Plumbing, locally owned for over 20 years. New Works Plumbing has a fix for you, and they are available around the clock 24-7 for all of your plumbing issues. Just go to newworksplumbing.com. That's N-E-W wrxplumbing.com and remember they are available around the clock if you happen to have an emergency in the middle of the night no problem just go to newworksplumbing.com n-e-w-w-r-x-plumbing.com well lebron james is at it again this time another reckless tweet directed at washington wizards radio and tv commentator glenn concer who last week made a mistake there is no doubt about it made a mistake when he was talking about a shot by Kevin Porter Jr. and said like his dad had pulled that trigger right at the right time. Unfortunately for Conser, he had the wrong Porter Sr., Kevin Porter Sr., the former NBA player and the former Washington back then Bullet, is not the father of Kevin Porter Jr., whose real father pleaded guilty in the shooting death of a teenage girl in 1993. But didn't matter to LeBron James. Uh, LeBron was going to attack Glenn Conser, and without knowing really the intent or anything else, he once again was quick to judge. I thought a recent column in the Washington Post pretty much summed up how I feel and how I think most rational people feel. The lady that wrote the column is Candace Buckner, again of the Washington Post. I want to read several excerpts from her column because I thought it was outstanding. She started off by saying the quickest thumbs on Twitter swooped in to rebuke Washington Wizards guest caller commentator Glenn Concer on Thursday morning. They responded in droves. They called for the job of the longtime radio and television analyst whose name many of them were learning for the first time. And they raced to be the first with the loudest, most passionate outrage. Unfortunately for Concer, 
and anyone who prefers to take a break before breathing fire, LeBron James beat them to it. James tweeted his disgust after he watched an 18-second clip of concert describing how Houston Rockets guard Kevin Porter Jr., like his dad, had pulled that trigger right at the right time. James assumed it was an out-of-pocket joke about Porter's father, who had pleaded guilty in the shooting death of a teenage girl in 1993. This is the tweet that LeBron James put out, and I'll read it now. Quote, oh, he thought this was cool, huh? Now nah, we ain't going for this. Sorry, but this ain't going to fly. How insensitive can you be to say something like this? Beat it, man. I pray for you, but there's no place in our beautiful game for you. This rubber stamp retweet turned a short video clip into a national story. By greenlighting the stampede, James had decided with brisk clarity that concert no longer belonged in basketball. About 90 minutes later, Concer responded and apologized for mistakenly thinking that the young player was the son of former NBA player Kevin Porter, who played for Washington and several other franchises through the 70s and 80s. By that point, however, Concer's regret could only temper the flames, and where anger and revenge rushed in, reason and grace lowly scampered away. There was no waiting for context, because giving the benefit of the doubt takes too much time, especially when likes, retweets, and follows are at stake. Anyone with a social media following who wants to be taken seriously must render judgment swiftly and loudly. Otherwise, something really bad could happen, such as someone else's tweet garnering more responses. That is why on Thursday, few people took a beat and asked why a paid analyst would risk his livelihood to shoehorn a callous reference to a murder into game commentary. Even fewer people reasoned that Concer's words, though they showed a lack of preparation and little knowledge about an opposing player in the league he covers, were more likely a result of name confusion. Loose lips are no match for Twitter thumbs, and with James leading the charge of the rapid-fire reactionaries, Concer was cooked before some of us could finish our morning coffee. She went down later in her column and wrote this. James has almost 51 million followers on Twitter. A legion of fans, media, and trolls. If words are a powerful weapon, then his can detonate any time he opens his phone. Whenever James tweets, the news cycle takes notice, then bends to his will. He is that significant as a 21st century icon. And this kind of influence keeps reminding us that he is more than an athlete, which is why his important thumbs shouldn't always be so quick on the draw. It was a reckless power play when King James flicked his wrist and demanded the concert be gone after making a senseless but honest mistake. James would say later that he did not call for concert's job, but that's exactly what the biggest superstar in the NBA meant when he typed, there's no place in our beautiful game for you. Once again, LeBron James, reckless on social media, ridiculous 
quick rush to judgment, once again putting his nose where it quite simply does not belong. You would think that maybe James, after thinking about it and sleeping on it, would have maybe backed off with his criticism. You would be wrong. Quote, I stand by my tweet, and I stand by everything I said. If I'm a play-by-play announcer, and I'm covering a team, my local team, so he remembers the Kevin Porter who used to play for the Bullets, James said, the first thing I would have done, I would have said, oh, Kevin Porter Jr. is coming into town. Let me see if that's his son. I would have did that due diligence way before, and I think everyone on this call would have did or did the same. You know, LeBron, who thinks he's an expert on everything, now wants to put himself in the shoes of a play-by-play announcer. Glenn Concer was wrong with his comment. He made a mistake, but the intent of his comment had nothing to do with a man that pleaded guilty in the shooting death back years ago. His mistake was not doing enough homework before the game. That was his mistake. LeBron James, who has repeatedly jumped to conclusions to a point where I think, and I continue to say this, has probably pushed more fans away from the NBA than any player of his generation. To be fair, LeBron James has also brought a lot of fans into the game of basketball. But I believe he has pushed more fans away than he has brought in. Now, I have no way of knowing that. That is just my opinion. The callous tweet that he made last year, you're next to the Columbus, Ohio police officer that fatally shot a teenage girl who was getting ready to stab another girl with a knife. Again, LeBron James with an irresponsible, callous, absurd tweet that he later deleted. My question is, where is the NBA when the player with 51 million followers like LeBron James makes these ridiculous, absurd tweets? How come there's never a statement from the commissioner of the NBA, Adam Silver? You can't tell me that he's sitting back in his offices in New York City saying, boy, that is a great job by LeBron James to say what he did about Glenn Concer. Or, gee, what a great tweet that LeBron put out about the police officer in Columbus, Ohio. The reality is the people in New York are afraid of LeBron James, and they're afraid of ruffling any feathers when it comes to these type of situations. You know it, and I know it. So LeBron James, who probably wouldn't give a damn anyway, feels that he is going to be judge and jury, and he can say what he wants whenever he wants without any backlash other than maybe a column in the Washington Post, which I just read, or from Grant Napier and his limited audience on his podcast compared to a national outlet or a national columnist. Where is the outrage? How come more people are not incensed and fed up with LeBron James' reckless and careless tweets? What he said about Glenn Concer is so bad and so wrong, and yet there's never any punishment for James. He just keeps on doing this repeatedly. I mean, 
I did an entire podcast on this over a year ago as it related to his hypocritical double standard tweets about Daryl Morey and his free Hong Kong tweet when he was the general manager of the Houston Rockets. Okay, I did an entire podcast on then some year and a half later making completely different comments on social media about what he attacked Daryl Morey with. LeBron James is, in my opinion, an embarrassment off the basketball court. On the court, I love watching him play. He's one of the great, great, great talents that I've ever seen and been blessed to call in my 32 years of announcing the NBA. But I don't know if there's a player in the NBA that I have less respect for off the court in his personal life than I do with LeBron James. As Mitch Album said, you cannot be selective with your noise, not against hate. LeBron James is very selective with his noise when it comes to hate. And yet his 51 followers on social media, to me, comes with a degree of responsibility. LeBron James has no idea about the meaning of the word responsibility. And it is a freaking shame. Something else that's a shame. The Sacramento Kings, who after their game Sunday night in Portland, the first game of the second half of the season, are now 10 games under 500. That's right. 10 games under 500 at 16 and 26. And as I record this podcast on January 10th, there are only three teams that have more losses than the Sacramento Kings. Those three teams are the Houston Rockets, the Orlando Magic, and the Detroit Pistons. Chew on that for a while. Chew on that for a while. So I thought it would be fun to have some Sacramento Kings mid-term grades. And I'm not going to do everyone. I'm just going to do the main players for the most part. All right, I'm not going to run down the entire roster and give you midterm grades. As a team, the Kings receive an overall grade of an F. All right? As an ownership and Vivek Ranadive, the Sacramento Kings receive a grade of an F. Let's start with your starting five. Why don't we start with De'Aaron Fox, who signed a max deal and, quite frankly, has been very disappointing. He has not played anywhere near what you would expect with the contract that he made. Has played better as of late. I think his post-game press conferences have been embarrassing. I am giving De'Aaron Fox a letter grade of a C-. Tyrese Halliburton, who seems to play better when De'Aaron Fox is not on the lineup, particularly in terms of distributing the basketball. The one thing about Halliburton, seems to play hard every night. One of the few guys on the team that appears appears to care. I'm going to give him a letter grade at the midterm point of A-B. Harrison Barnes, Mr. Professional, consummate professional, a, a player that every team in the league would like to have. Uh, streaky at times, doesn't do anything great, but does everything pretty well. There are times when he will have a bad game. I'm giving Harrison Barnes a B, maybe a B-, but it starts with the letter B. 
All right. Marvin Bagley. I'm giving a letter grade of an F. He has been largely disappointing and looks to me to be a guy that at the very best would be a role player coming off the bench on most teams in the NBA. Rashawn Holmes, unfortunately, has been off the court a lot this year. But when he's on the court, the guy busts his ass. He plays hard. Uh, looks like he wants to play. Looks like he cares. I'm going to give Rashawn, for the games that he has played, a B plus. A couple of bench players, and only a few here, because I'm not going to run down the whole roster. Let's talk about Davion Mitchell, the Kings' first draft pick. I'm going to give Davion a letter grade of a C to a C-, minus because as promising as he looks defensively, that's how bad he is on offense. Davion Mitchell plays the game hard, plays the game with pride, plays the game apparently, and at least from where I sit, with heart, but offensively, it's a real problem for him. Now, I think in time, that will change. And he'll be a more complete player. But right now, I'm giving Davion Mitchell a C. All right? It's going to go C, C minus. I'm going to give him a C. Then there is Buddy Heald. Buddy also is making a ton of money. Buddy Heald, in my opinion, has been absolutely awful this year. Awful. With that said, I'm giving him a first-half grade at the midterm point of an F. So I got Fox, C-, Halliburton, B, Barnes, B, Bagley, F, Holmes, B+, Mitchell, C-, and Buddy Heald, an F. Now let's get to the coaching. I have said for years that coaching is not the problem with the Sacramento Kings. I'm, I'm hoping that you are starting to understand and respect and hopefully agree with me when I say that coaching is not the problem. All right? Alvin Gentry inherited an absolute mess. Here's what I will say about Alvin Gentry. He does not sugarcoat things. He has come right out and told you, the Kings fans, exactly what he thinks and how he feels about this basketball team. He is not afraid to tell you about the pathetic performance, and the lack of heart and pride in his team. He doesn't care about protecting his players in front of the microphone, which a lot of coaches do. A lot of coaches will not come out and criticize their team. Alvin Gentry does, and for that, I give him a ton of respect. I can't really give Alvin Gentry a letter grade. I mean, he's only been the coach for a short period of time, and you know, I, I don't think Red Auerbach in his prime – Phil Jackson in his prime, Greg Popovich in his prime, would do much better with this team. Coaching is not the problem with this team. I would give Alvin Gentry an A for being forthright and being honest to you, the fans, when he has asked a question. I find that very refreshing. As I have talked about on previous podcasts and rants, the problem with this team is ownership, okay? The problem with this team is the horrible hiring practices and decisions made by Vivek Ranadive. Now, I know you're saying, now, Grant, wait a minute. You didn't give a grade to the general manager, Monty McNair. Well, I'm going to get to that in a moment. 
But Vivek Ranadive has done an awful job as an owner for the team. No one goes to the games anymore, and I know the Kings are going to blame that on COVID, but the reality is fans had stopped going to the games before the recent outbreak with the Omicron variant, okay? A lot of fans stopped going to the games before this season even began. A lot of fans said, no more, I'm not buying season tickets. So it's not just COVID, although right now COVID does factor into it. Okay, my feeling, though, is if the Kings were good, fans would go in at 17,000 strong with their masks on and they would deal with it. That clearly is not the case. The arena on most nights sounds like a library and looks like a library. It's the worst thing that I've ever seen. It looks like Charlotte. It looks like Memphis. It looks it looks like New Orleans does not look like Sacramento. All right. Now to the general manager and Monty McNair. Monty McNair, I said when he was hired, needs three years to fix this basketball team. He is at the halfway point, and he's really did little to nothing to make this basketball team better. Yes, he's done well in the draft a year ago, taking Tyrese Halliburton, and I think this year's draft pick, Davion Mitchell, also is a good pick and will end up as a good pick. Right now, as I sit here on January 10th and you listen on January 11th, I'm giving him an incomplete because the trade deadline is next month on February 10th. If February 10th comes and goes and the Kings have not made some important moves, then at that point I'm going to give Monty McNair a letter grade of a D to an F. But right now, with four weeks to go before the trade deadline, I am going to give him an incomplete. Again, I believe he deserves three full years. I also know what he is up against And for that reason, I give him a little bit of leeway because I know that he does not have full control of the basketball team. You might be told that he does, but trust me on this, he does not. And for that reason, I'm going to leave his grade currently at incomplete. But as a organization, as a first half, there is no doubt about it. The Kings get a big, fat F. It is now time for our Crowd Ultra Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com and maybe I'll answer your question right here on my podcast. All right, Zach wants to know, who do you think is the greatest NFL coach of all time? I think Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time, and I think Vince Lombardi uh, would be next. Jerry wants to know, when does the NLB need to restart talks with the Players Union for the season to start on time? Well, if you're talking about spring training, it has to be done, I believe, by the end of this month, all right? So by January 31st. If you're talking about the start of the season, probably needs to be done by mm, February 15th because you still would need an abbreviated spring training. So those are some dates. Those are just random dates that I'm throwing out at you. I, I don't know what baseball feels, but those are the numbers that I would, or the dates that I would probably use. Josh wants to know, do breaking NFL season records count to you anymore? No, not at all. Every single record that was surpassed this weekend needs to have an asterisk next to it. Just like I've said, from a 14-game season to a 16, you know, it's the same thing. So no, the records that were accomplished on Sunday, they have an asterisk next to them. If not, they don't mean anything to me. 
personally. They really don't. Uh, Tyler wants to know, should the NBA change how all-star fan voting works? I think so. I've always been a proponent of changing how it works. I don't think fans should get multiple votes. I, I'm, it's never, ever made sense to me. It's a joke. It's a popularity contest. It's, uh, it's a joke. Travis wants to know, agree or disagree with Von Miller saying the Rams are more talented than the 2015 Broncos? Right now, it doesn't look that way. Right now, it doesn't look like that. Let's see how they do in the playoffs, right? They'd have to go pretty far in the playoffs to be better than the 2015 Broncos. Saying they're more talented? Mm. Again, you know, this is a bottom line business. You either win or you lose. Mike asked, what did you think of Clay's first game back? You know, he didn't make shots, but I liked the way he moved. Uh, certainly looked like he was fluid in that uh, department. I don't worry about uh, Clay Thompson making shots. I'm so happy for Clay. He's such a great guy. He's such a professional, doesn't have a big ego. Uh, I'm, I've always been a big fan of his. And as, 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 I've said, as I've said, in my 32 years of announcing, him scoring 37 points in one quarter was the greatest thing uh, that I have ever witnessed. Ben wants to know, are the Miami Hurricanes a possible March Madness contender? I think they are. You know, they're playing very well. I think they are, yes, Ben. You know, I think they really are. Ben wants to know, is Jared Goff starting quality? Yeah, I mean, he took a team to the Super Bowl. Now he's on a terrible team. I think he is a starting quality quarterback. Is he top 10? No. Top 15? No. But is he a starting quarterback in the NFL? Uh, I believe that he is. Sam wants to know, should Julius Randle have been fined more for his comments? Are you talking about his thumbs down to the New York fans and his comments about the fans? I, I don't know. I really don't. He's making life very difficult for himself, though, in that city. I can tell you that. Reed wants to know, what's your take on the recent Sacramento Kings fine for interfering at the scores table? I, I didn't even know that was a fine, but it makes sense. I mean, you can't have team personnel going up to the scoring table uh, in the middle of the game. So I don't really have any problem with it. Was it $50,000 and $15,000 for the uh, assistant general manager? You know, I don't have any problem with that. Martin asks, how do you think NBA players feel about daily testing until the All-Star break if they don't have the booster. I don't think any athletes are happy with the COVID protocols in their respective sports. I really don't. That's the feeling I get in sports all across the board. Uh, there's there's a lot of uh, disagreement on how the leagues are handling testing uh, and COVID. Always good to have you hit crowdultra.com. Love your questions. And maybe I'll answer your question on my next podcast coming up on Friday. It's time for Brand, 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 Brand. Hey, today's rant is brought to you by the Home Theater Company for your audio, video, and home theater. Just go online, hometheatercompany.com. Remember just a short few weeks ago when the 49ers were in Tennessee on a short week and Jimmy Garoppolo got killed by the fans and the media and the next day I came out in support of him and I said, I feel that the guy is as underappreciated as any player in the National Football League. And then a couple of days later, it was revealed his thumb injury with the torn ligament and the chip bone. And then he missed a game. And everyone said, it's now the Trey Lance era. And I said, not so quickly. Hey, 49er fans, what do you think of your quarterback now? What a gutsy performance on Sunday as the 49ers clinch a playoff spot as they go in and beat the L.A. Rams, and Jimmy Garoppolo was outstanding. 
All right. If you did not respect Garoppolo before the game, I sure as hell hope you respect him now. And I hope that you appreciate him more than you have since he arrived in San Francisco. He gives your team the best chance to win. We'll find out more as the Niners take on the Dallas Cowboys. But enough of the bashing of Jimmy G. The guy's done a hell of a job for the 49ers. And I think if he had not already earned his stripes with you, he sure as hell did with that performance Sunday in L.A. against the Rams. And that's my rant for today. And that is my podcast for today. Really appreciate you joining me right here. If you are listening via Apple Podcast, I would really appreciate it if you would take a time and rate the podcast and leave a comment as well. Make it a great day. And again, thank you so much for listening to If You Don't Like That with Grant Napier. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.